Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. All views expressed by speakers on The Bean Pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on The Bean Pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka The Jolly Green Investor. This is Josh, The Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be talking about the rise of Tesla. And Elon Musk. What a guy. Man, he has brought this company into something that is, I guess, going airborne, astronomical, SpaceX. Yeah, I mean, it's probably been the best performing, you know, major stock over the last, you know, what, year, two, five yeah. years. What's the market cap at now these days? It's around one trillion. One trillion. One trillion. It floats up and up and down on one trillion. I think I, I looked it up. It's around up 5,000% in the last five years. Right. So a lot of people often question, why is a car company have a one trillion dollar valuation right why do you think that is like it's because it's not a car company it's more than that isn't yeah. it they're uh it's a tech company they make cars they make smart cars they make electric vehicles they've expanded into batteries energy resources solar energy and it's a cult stock it's a cult following behind the founder elon musk who people have fallen in love with for better or for worse and it creates those kind of environments where the price detaches from the actual value of the company is being created. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, you look at Tesla and what you see is a car. So you're always attached to this idea that that's it. It's a car. Yep. Um, I was watching an interview with Kevin O'Leary and his son, I think it was his son. He's like, Dad, you should invest in Tesla. He's like, I'm not going to invest in a car company. It already has a valuation of blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then I guess when he's like, no, it's more than that. It's like, think about how far these cars travel. Think about all the data that they're collecting because the car, the car, they're smart cars, right? They're electric vehicles. They have these sensors. They're the LIDAR technology. They're traveling around. They're going through cities. They're going, you know, they're going everywhere. They're collecting data the whole time. And yeah. then that's when Kevin O'Leary was like, okay, Actually, yeah. this is something I could invest in. For sure. Whenever you see people, you know, the Tesla bears, and there are many Tesla bears. <clears throat> On Twitter, there's a ton of Tesla bears, and they're always saying, look, you know, Ford sold this amount of cars this quarter. Tesla sold this amount of cars. Why is the Well, that's not a correct comparison because, as we said, Tesla is not a car company. So anyone that's, you know, basing a bear case off Tesla being a car company really doesn't get the full picture. That's right. And like any good growth tech stop, tech stock, the future of Tesla is strong. Mm. It's not really about their earnings now or their car sales now. It's where they're going to be at in five and 10, 20 years. You know, the world is moving one way. Tesla is one of the spearheading companies bringing electric vehicles, green energy, battery storage, all that kind of stuff to the forefront. So, you know, there's tons of tailwinds in all the sectors they operate in. And that what, that's what continues to make it such an attractive investment case, even though the valuation is at a, as a trillion. You know, this can be a multi-trillion dollar company in the future. And when you have a generational talent and genius like Elon Musk at the forefront, that's typically something you don't want to bet against. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people forget to think that Tesla also has the solar panel, the solar aspect to their business sure. as well. And I always, I like, I like to have to create these crazy conspiracy type of theories and whatnot, maybe just kind of think outside the box a bit. I'm thinking if they have these solar panels on top of, so they're going to start generating all this revenue from the solar panels, right? Yep. They can do, start doing it commercially, residentials, all that stuff. Then you're going to have this car that could come along and 
you know, batteries are this big issue. The car could be the battery to power your solar panels. Mm. You know, the ba- the storage for it's the power. It's all to work together, right? right? So all, I think it's a bigger plan. Yep. And that's what, like, if you start looking deeper down the road, I think that's what's going to be that. It's going to start coming all together. Oh, absolutely. You know he's got a master plan. You'll yeah. be mining Doge with the Tesla in the metaverse <laughs> while stealing the sun. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> and the, I think another thing that sets... Tesla apart too is their Gigafactory one that they have. You know, yeah. it's bringing in-house production. It's gonna when you have in-house production, he has you know these robots that are gonna do menial tasks that he's brought up. Yeah, it's gonna reduce the cost to produce these batteries, and it's another competitive advantage over you know something like Nikola or Neo or whatever. Like he's doing, he's he's it's smart, yeah. super smart. I think that's a good a good point to talk about really how they've gotten to this point. Like okay, so they've they've revolutionized the car game. Never mind all the other green energy stuff, but to, to get to the point where they are selling cars, they've done it differently than all the other traditional car companies, right? How have they done it? They've employed a direct sales model. So they've cut out all these franchise dealerships with sometimes not so honest car salesmen. So, you know, the, the customer experience of buying a Tesla direct to consumer from the website, from the showroom, as opposed to going to a dealership and haggling, like it's, it's more like buying an iPhone, mm. right? And that has driven their success and with that comes excellent service you know you're not relying on the dealer for service it's tesla direct you know i've heard stories there's a problem with your tesla boom they send a guy out to your guy or girl out to your house to service the tesla it's it's direct Mm. so the whole customer experience of buying and maintaining your product is much more like a consumer's electronics company like apple or samsung which people already love people are tuned to that the next generations of gen y millennials you know our kids that's the experience they want from a company. Right. They don't want to have to drive to a dealership and talk mm. to a guy. They don't want to have to haggle for prices and get the, the price of a car at this dealership is different than this. You know, it's it's that's not an ex, that's an old school experience that is not transparent. And Tesla's gotten rid of all that, so companies are now following in their footsteps. And that is one of the huge drivers of success to see where, where they're at tonight. I love the fact that you can also, like you said, like a consumable product, like a phone that we're used to, and you plug it in and it it updates overnight. You can do that too with the Teslas. Yeah. Somebody could tweet him and be like, hey, Elon, um, why don't you add this to your car? You know, um, my, my dog is getting hot. You know, and now he, you can program it and they can send out an update to every vehicle. And then I think I saw something where there was like this warning that comes up and it shows people if they see a dog in the car, they're like, oh my God, there's this dog in the car. But it says, don't worry, the temperature of this car right now is at this degree. Like, really? you know, you can just get these random updates just yeah. from people saying, hey, why don't you do this? Okay, we'll program it. Boom. It's crazy. It's, you know, you combine all the fact they're, they have a, a head up on all the other car companies in terms of the customer experience. They've got a great product. They're in the spearhead of growing industries, whether it be electric vehicles, green energy. Um, they're doing so many things right. They've built such an amazing moat around the company. You know, you can't disrupt Tesla very easy. You can copy their cars, but they're probably not going to be as good. You can try to do the green energy, but you don't have the cars. You can do whatever they're going to do, but you don't have Elon Musk and the cult following around it. And you know, when you're looking for companies and stocks and anything to invest in, having a moat is extremely important. Um, you know, like a moat is something that's not easy to disrupt. Right. So we, we were talking about, you know, psychedelics and cannabis companies before. Are you talking about how they didn't have moats? Yeah, it was the... The, the marijuana sector doesn't have moats because anybody can just grow a plant. Yeah. Whereas in the psychedelic sector, you can you have different molecules, intellectual property that prevent other people from doing it. You can't right. rec- recreate an Elon Musk. No. 
He is. He is. <laughs> That's you know, a competitive advantage. Competitive advantage there, and just as you were alluding to earlier, their whole ecosystem works together. It does with yeah. the, the the smart technology in the car and the panels and the batteries and the ease of access and the, it's it's just it's a great ecosystem they have. They've come so far. The, is the valuation a little bit high? Maybe you know we have people like Kathy Wood, uh, Ark Investments. They're a huge Tesla bull. They're always buying Tesla. She gave it some crazy price target. I think I don't know, like four thousand dollars or something. But like honestly, I could see it happening. Here's why I don't think that it's overvalued, and it's because you can't invest in all. People are investing in Elon. You can't invest in OpenAI, the uh, Neuralink uh, project that he has coming yep. coming out. You can't invest in um, the boring company that he has. You can't invest in SpaceX yet. Right. So all the money that's coming in, I think it's going towards it's Elon. You know, it's the guy with 60 million followers on Twitter. That's right. They're investing in him. So, yeah, I don't know if you know about his boring uh, company that he started. I guess it had something to do with uh, eliminating traffic in Los, Los Angeles, I think it was. Yep. The guy just got a permit to be, build a hole. He paid like 30, 40 bucks or something to build a permit uh, to ha- get this permit to dig a hole. And he just kept digging because they didn't say how big the hole could be. <laughs> How, how deep did he go? Hey, well, that's the thing. He's building an underground tunnel so that people can drive their vehicles. So, Oakley, Oakley. you know what I mean? It's just, it was a really interesting podcast. He, he had a really good interview. I listened to it. it was, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, just, it's a great example. All the other things he's doing at the same time as Tesla, the brain power behind this guy. And, you know, we, we're, you know, it's a Elon Musk love fest right now. And all the things he's done is great. Um, but we come down to the fundamentals of the company and where we think Tesla's going and what are the competitors in this space because, you know, Tesla's revolutionized a lot of this. There's going to be a lot of people coming for Tesla's head, trying to replicate it, trying to pick them apart, the car bat- the car business, the battery business, the solar energy business. So at this point, Tesla's a trillion dollar company. I don't know if you're going to see a 10X from Tesla anytime soon. But there are other companies in the electric vehicle space, in the green energy space that might present, a, a, you know, a better opportunity from an investment perspective. Um, what are some of those companies that you like? Well, I know that Rivian just just IPO'd, right? Yep, that, um, was, that was a bomb. They have zero dollars in revenue and they're <laughs> the third largest car. Um, I think they're the third most valuable car maker in the world. Yeah, kind of crazy. Makes me question, like, how do you value these stocks these days? You know. The, the stock price doesn't reflect revenue, but yeah. price to earn ratio of a million. Of course. Um, when, you, when you have Amazon as your biggest investor, mm-hmm. uh, for Rivian's case, that's a that's a huge, you know, yeah. huge thing. Um, you know, I think it stepped into the market at a good time. Tesla was on the rise and then they IPO'd, whereas Tesla, you know, if, if they had IPO'd when Tesla was kind of on the way down, it might not have gone the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Rivian's a good example. Nikola? Uh, yeah, well, Nikola, not such a good example. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where they go five billion, like I think they have like a hundred thousand dollars in revenue or something. Yeah, like there that. was some shady shit going on yeah. in that one. Um, Guy driving up, was it? He drew a picture of a truck or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think he probably got it done on Fiverr. Probably got it done on Fiverr. Shout out to Fiverr, great company. Um, there was also Lucid Motors. Yeah, we did well on that SPAC. Mm. We were talking about that SPAC for sure. Um, that that one IPO hasn't actually. It's it's coming on lately. Lucid Motors is coming along lately. Hey, um, you sent me some pictures recently. Of, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah pretty sharp. I was just down in Miami and I saw the Lucid Motors showroom had a little little checkout of the car and the technology. It's it's basically like an upscale version of Tesla. Um, I wouldn't say it's like the Ferrari of Teslas, but um, I think they started around 100 grand, yeah. whereas Tesla's maybe got some some cheaper options. But yeah, look, the competitors are out there. 
Lucid Motors is the more luxurious one. Rivian is building trucks and delivery vehicles, partnered you know with Amazon for that kind of stuff. Um, there's obviously Neo. That's not, so. Neo is the one I saw. So there, there's a few companies that have like that. I think that could compete, but I don't think they can. Yeah. Neo would probably be at the top of that list for me. That don't think they can. I think they could. Yeah, I think I agree. Uh, just due to the fact that you know it's Chinese, they you know that huge population over there. Mm-hmm. They're they actually have revenue. You know, I think they brought in like 1.4 billion or something like that. They're, they're so legit. The revenue is up like 130 percent year over year. Um, I just think that if anybody's going to make it happen, it's going to be China and it's going to be their version of the Tesla. Yeah, I was actually looking at the Neo stock over the past week, and I think it's at, at sitting at a pretty good spot right now. Given that Tesla's been on a huge tear, Neo really hasn't, you know, caught along with that tailwind. Um, as you said, China's a huge market, and surprising to some, and even myself, they're actually spearheading the electric vehicle movement over there. They're putting in, you know, when the government says something over there, everyone does it. They have no choice, so they're putting in a lot of money and a lot of infrastructure into charging stations, um, incentivizing people to buy the electric vehicles, giving subsidies to the electric vehicle makers like Neo. So there's a lot going on there that you don't necessarily hear about all the time. Um, and China likes to keep things within China. So I think they're probably going to do their best to keep Tesla away. I mean, I know a lot of their products are made there and stuff like that, but, um, in terms of, yeah, didn't Elon get something to do? Wasn't he over there and he, he got, there's something going on there. He could manufacture There's manufacturing. There's manufacturing going on in there because most of the world's electric vehicle, electric, uh, batteries are manufactured in China. Mm. So Neo being there. And being the number one consumer electric vehicle brand in China with a massive population that's growing into the electric vehicle industry, I can't see that one failing. Mm. So I would say Neo. I agree with you. I think that's probably the number one competitor to Tesla that I would invest in. Um, the other ones like Rivian and Lucid, like those are speculative. Yeah, you know, they have no 100%. sales. Yeah, you can do well with them, yeah. but they could fall off a cliff at any time. The thing that makes me nervous about Neo is that it is China. It's like it is Chinese. I don't. You know, when we're over here in North America, the the information that we get, although it is, you know, can be manipulated by the media and all this stuff, but at least we're still getting the information. Yep. I never know if, if, if and when, what they're going to do. You know, you see what they do with Bitcoin and all that, all that, all that type of stuff. It's sure. just like, I'm more hesitant because I don't know what they could do. You're never like a hundred percent secure with your investment in a Chinese company. As we saw with what they did with, um, I don't know, all the tech companies, the guy from Alibaba or whatever, Tencent, that he just like went missing. It's just instant. They just make a decision. Boom, they stick to it. And yeah. then all of a sudden, boom, tanks. And um, all the Chinese stocks tanked after that significantly, like 50%, almost to the point where I think they might actually be decent buying opportunities right now. Mm. The Neo, maybe that's what's holding it down. Um, but for me, yeah, Neo's a great one. I've, I don't currently hold any, but I was maybe thinking about adding it to my portfolio. Yeah, for sure. Um, there are some other not maybe less speculative ones that I know we've been talking about in the past in the Beanstalk Discord, Line Electric being one of them. So they are going after the shipping, the trucks, delivery trucks, and they also have a deal with Amazon. Um, so, you know, when you think about all the vehicles that have to be replaced by electric vehicles, Teslas can't do it all. So delivery vehicles, postal vehicles, trucks, semis, right. all that, you know, construction vehicle you know there's so many things that will over the decades be replaced by electric so you find the companies that are building them that have the good partnerships and deals and possible pipelines those are the companies that could if those do work out they could offer you the 10x 20x investment opportunity that tesla would have five years ago Mm -hmm. 
but it's hard to identify them. It's also hard to build a car. And it's amazing that people are even starting up car companies. Yeah. The amount of effort that goes into, you know, you got to build the seats in Ontario and you got to build the, you get the tires from down in Michigan. And it's like all these parts that have to come together for just in time manufacturing. And it's, and you know, you have the labor shortages, like what, uh, it's just incredible that somebody would even start one. So my mind starts to turn to other companies who are already in the car space. So maybe Ford or General Motors, mm. people who already have the infrastructure in place and the ecosystem to build out, you know, these electric vehicle cars. I, my problem is, is that I don't think they're doing it fast enough. Mm. Like um, General Motors said they're going to have only electric vehicles by 2035. Right. That's fucking 14 years away. Yep. You know, and we have te- Tesla's pumping out electric vehicles every single day and not to mention the climate needs the changes so but 2035 doesn't cut it you know but then you have ford as well there's they're gonna have 600,000 i think that was just released today 600,000 evs by 2023 and they want 40 percent of their fleet uh to be ev by 2030 again that's nine years away yep so i want to i want to look to ford i want to look to gm these companies that already have the infrastructure in place but to me, it's like they're just doing it too slow because sure. they have these other deals in place or whatnot, right? They're big companies at the end of the day. You know, they have, they're a massive old-school corporations, institutions almost, and you know how slow those move. They're like governments. They make a decision five years later, it happens. Whereas, you know, if something like Tesla, top-down Elon Musk tweeting all the time, he can make a decision real quick. So they have a huge advantage. They almost operate like a startup where they're pivoting and they're doing new things and things happen quickly. Whereas, I agree with you 100%. I think... In the long term, companies like GM, Ford, Audi, Toyota, they're going to take a massive chunk of the market from Tesla. Um, but one, as I alluded to earlier, these companies are, are going to be building electric vehicles. Tesla is building smart cars. So it's not really a fair comparison. Like a Tesla Model S Roadster in the back here is going to always be a different experience than the electric uh, Corolla, Toyota Corolla or the electric uh, Hummer. You know, those aren't going to have the integrated smart systems with the Tesla battery, with the Tesla charger already there, at the Tesla service, direct-to-consumer model. It's not going to be the same. And those big institutions will never be able to replicate the moat that Tesla's created. Mm-hmm. So, well, I do think GM and Ford specifically are, are interesting investment opportunities right now because they're probably going to be making a decent effort to convert to electric. It's just, as you said, Tesla's got such a head start. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, in the area of the world that we live in, it seems as though when I look around, I only see people driving Teslas. It seems like every day there's another Tesla on the road. Mm. I'm not seeing other, and don't don't get me wrong, I I can recognize an electric vehicle. You can see, you can, you stay up to date on this stuff, you can recognize them. It's like, but Tesla, it's like every second car on the road, it's another Tesla, it's another Tesla. They're doing something right. People like it. It's a brand and they're affordable. For sure. I think that was Elon's goal is that he wants electric vehicles in everybody's hands. He wants them, I think, whether like 35K or something yeah, starting price. Like that's a low price cheaper for, ones. for an EV vehicle, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like, as you said, you know, um, GM or Ford, they're saying only electric by this date. And I've seen other car companies, Honda, Toyota, they're all making the same mandates. Countries as well. I think there's a bunch of fossil fuel reduction regulations that are going to be going in. I know Europe always spearheads this kind of stuff, saying no more fossil fuel cars on the road after 2030. No more fossil fuel cars in production after 2035. You know, there's all these these things are happening. 
So there's going to be a lot of cars that are going to have to be replaced. I read a stat, uh, some Bloomberg Energy um, report said that by 2040, 58% of passenger vehicles globally will come from electric vehicles. Right. So 60% EVs by 2040 sold. And then I said that at the same time, that will still only make up less than one third of all cars on the road because of all the legacy cars. Right. So this is like a hundred year transition we're in here. It's, it's massive. So like, like, let's say, you know, you're driving around your little $2,000 Honda Civic or something, right? You're an 18 year old kid, 19 year old kid. You have to wait until these electric vehicles that are brand new and the people like, you know, who are in their thirties or forties who are doing, you know, they have a career, they're successful. You have to wait until those become to a point where then the 18, 19, 20-year-olds can now afford to even buy one. It's been passed down, right? So No fun. It takes time. It takes so much it's gonna time. It's going to take a lot of time to get those rust buckets off That's the road. That's what I mean. Yeah. Because you you, everybody can just jump up and, yeah, I'll get the new uh, $30,000 whatever electric vehicle. It just sure. doesn't work that way. The guy who's delivering pizza, it's like he needs, he needs the $2,000 beater or the $1,000 beater. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen over time. It's not going to be an overnight process. Yeah. In terms of an investment perspective, I think it's always as hard as it hard as it is sometimes to think long term, especially in these growth sectors where the money isn't necessarily being made by these, especially by these car companies that are not producing any cars, but the valuation is so high. But if you think about some of the stats that we just said, you know, this is a, the fifty, you know, sixty percent of the cars sales by twenty forty. Uh, no one's going to be selling fossil fuel cars by twenty thirty in certain countries. You know, the opportunity is there for these companies. So if you can look and do the research into some of these companies like Lucid, Arrival, Line Electric, Rivian, there's tons of gems out there. We talk about them all the time in the Beanstalk Discord, all the electric vehicle companies. Find the ones that you like that have the good partnerships with good roadmaps and park some cash there. Yeah. And that's potentially where you're going to see Tesla-like gains in the future when they start pumping the cars out. Yeah. Whereas Tesla, from an investment perspective right now, I mean, I missed out on it. Kudos to everyone that was in it early. I know my brother was early on Tesla. He made a nice amount on that. Um, I didn't listen to him. I usually do listen to him. Your brother's a smart guy. I know he is. I, I usually <laughs> listen to him, but this yeah. time I was like, yeah, it's, it's already at 300 yeah. bucks. <laughs> There's no way. That's what I meant. Okay, so <laughs> Tesla is bouncing. I remember watching. He's going from 250 to 300, 250 to 300. I'm like, next time it comes down to 250, I'm, I'm buying a shit ton of this. Yep. And it... It like came down to like 260, 270, and it just bounced, went right back up. And I've been kicking myself ever since. Yep. You know, and what, uh, and just to bring this up, one other point is how many other of these car manufacturers are investing in Bitcoin? You know? Yeah. How many of those have that on the balance sheet like Elon does? You never know. Neo could, and they would never disclose it because they're in China. That's right. But yeah, I mean, the whole crypto side of it. You know, it's just another thing that Elon brings to the table. 100%. It's a wild card factor yeah. and yeah. one, it's a good wild card. There can be bad wild cards. Sometimes Elon, you know, he tweets some crazy shit. He just sold a bunch of stock yeah. in it. He put the, the poll up on Twitter asking if he should sell <laughs> 10% of his Tesla stock, for which was in billions of dollars because Bernie Sanders said something. Or, oh man. Like, and then the, the share price predictably tanked. Of course. So as a Tesla shareholder, you know, that's not good. But as someone who wants to get in, we should be taking those opportunities. Next time Elon dumps the stock, that's your buy opportunity. Mm-hmm. As soon yeah. as he posts a picture of him smoking weed and saying, taking company public at 420. Remember that one? He's clever, man. Was that on a Joe Rogan that podcast? That was a Joe Rogan yeah. podcast. <laughs> he was smoking weed on Joe Rogan podcast. He tweeted about taking it public at 420 and yeah, the stock went down and, the, or no, it went up and he almost got sued. Anyway, you never, 
You never know what he's going to do. Yeah. He's a wild card. Yeah. But that, that's what makes investing it fun and interesting sometimes. Makes it, makes it exciting for sure. Yeah. But for me, when you're looking at Tesla and other electric vehicle companies that are trying to compete, it's not clear if they're an, it's economically viable to produce these electric vehicles, have the charging stations built, all that. Like we don't know where the economics are in this industry because it's so early. So like are the charging stations making money? Maybe not. Um, GM and Ford can probably mask a electric vehicle production because they already have the factories and the tools there. But for a company like Rivian or Lucid to build everything from scratch, is that going to be viable? Are they going to be around in 10 years? Or are they going to go bankrupt because not only people are buying the cars, it's, you know, pumping billions of dollars into R&D and parts, supply shortages, labor shortages. It's a tough road ahead for anyone trying to do what Tesla's done. Yeah. So will they be economically viable? I don't know. It's, it's a risky game for sure, investing in Tesla competitors. I would say other than Neo. Yeah, I'm with you. Those are my two, my two picks in the, yep. in the race here. Well, I think that's a pretty good summary of the electric vehicle industry. There's exciting things going to be happening. Congratulations to all the Tesla shareholders of yeah, the well last done. five years. And yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what the next five brings. Awesome. Appreciate you all. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers, guys.